Welcome to the Minorities Report Podcast. My name is Antonio Alcazar. And I'm Jason. Thanks, I'm British. Tells people I'm British. Tells my family I'm British. Technoir. Uh, we did Snatch today. We snatched them up, boy. This is uh, 2000. Yeah. Okay. Guy so Ritchie. a couple of, hold on, hold on. A couple of things I wanted to say uh, Hell yeah. on, on the outset before we get into this movie. Hell yeah. Uh, two things. I hope I remember both because I remember that they were going to be two things. The first is that one, two, I want to get in front of the people who are going to be like, you know, why didn't you review an old movie? This isn't a place where we review old movies. Yeah. We have reviewed a lot of older movies, movies from the 70s and 80s, because I haven't seen those movies. That's this is the only a place reason. where we review movies you haven't seen. Exactly. That's it. Yes. Now, um, I think... Classics. Like, popular films. I had mostly. made a um, a comment to somebody that we were going to review Black Hawk Down, and they're yeah. like, that's weird. You know, like, that doesn't fit in the, you know, like, the time that you've been reviewing the other movies. And I'm like, oh, this isn't... There's some confusion, right? Yes. Um... I we we started this podcast because I haven't seen a lot of old movies that Jason likes, uh, and he was. I always, would call them classics because it's not. I like a lot of things that, that we're going like. to watch aren't classics. Snatch isn't a classic. It's we'll, a classic. We'll get there. Okay, so I just I hadn't seen a lot of movies that Jason likes, and he would make references to movies, and even though we talked a lot about the movies that uh, I had seen, we. He was always surprised to hear how many movies I hadn't seen. Yeah, uh, especially some older movies, and and there's good reasons to that we've, for that that we've gotten. Into we discussed in that other in the first yeah, other episodes. Yeah. But um, this movie, for instance, came out in the year 2000. Yep. I just never saw it, and yeah. Jason likes it, so that's why we're reviewing it. This is, uh, I think, you are underestimating how popular this film was because this came out around the same time as Fight Club and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it was definitely an underground hit. Like mm-hmm. it was definitely well. I mean, think about it, it, it's not like this wasn't a financial hit too, man. Mm-hmm. This thing had a ten million dollar budget, ninety million dollars out. Oh wow! So I mean, times nine on on its money in versus money out. So like, sure, yeah. that's pretty good uh, in the swing. That's like horror movie level uh, yeah, success. Yeah, so pretty successful. It was. So getting, yeah, I just wanted to get ahead of that. Though. Right. Yeah. I got you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then there was another thing, and I can't remember what the other thing was. So I'm just gonna drop it. Uh, and if it comes back up, yeah, I will. I will bring it up. And if hell not, yeah. yeah so let me ask you: ha- uh, Have you seen any Guy Ritchie films? Uh, I don't think so. Was Smoking Aces a Guy Ritchie film? No, it was not. Okay, had a very oh. this that was had like a very an American sm- version of a Guy Ritchie film. Okay, yeah. So, but, uh, was was Ocean's Eleven a Guy Ritchie film? Okay, so these are his movies because we're not going to have you guess his movies <laughs> for the next. Well, I'm saying minutes. the reason I'm saying that is because that's the feel that I got from Oof. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, his he started with Lockstock. I'll I'll, I'll I'll say this. If those two movies that I just said aren't Guy Ritchie movies, they those directors really like Guy Ritchie movies. So the movies that he's done, uh, Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels. Haven't seen this one. one. Uh, this was his second film. Uh, Rock and Rolla, uh, The Gentleman, which was his newest one. Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. I have seen two. that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And King Arthur with uh, Charlie Hunnan or whatever that guy's name That is. one I was going to see. Yeah. And then just never ended up going. And then I heard it was bad, so I stopped. It's I bad to people who don't like Guy Ritchie. It oh. is. I loved that movie. I did not see it in the theater. I, saw, I threw it out on HBO. And I have a bunch of friends who love Guy Ritchie as well. And they all skipped it. And I was like... You're gonna you, you're you're gonna want to check this one out. It even has the same like 
cuts and stuff like that that sure. he's known for, and they all watched it and they all liked it too. Mm-hmm. So we'll get we'll get deeper into this. But if you like his style, it's definitely worth watching. It's a King Arthur tale. I mean, it's over the top. Like in the beginning, the Persians are attacking the Bretonians, and there's gigantic elephants that are like, oh, okay, you know. 17 times the size of man and stuff like that. You know, okay. they're Oli fence, basically. Sure, and so. and so this is supposed to be a semi-fantasy. Um, yeah, it's total fantasy. Oh, okay. It's King Arthur. No, 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 no. I'm, I don't mean like like he wasn't going for realistic. No, there's like a Merlin. There's all this stuff. Got yeah, it. yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Cool. Oh, that's cool. So, but well, maybe still, I'll still go back and watch that one. There's still... Because you can't go without it. There's still a small crime syndicate that's in oh the, the, the like the sure. ancient London or whatever that has the same kind of cuts. Well, I like that. Now I have a reference for what a Guy Ritchie movie is. Yeah, because sure. uh, I don't think Sherlock Holmes really fit into the this. The kind cuts of... definitely did. Yeah, like the way they cut things it. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So we'll get right into the film then. Uh, you know, old Paramount logo right off the start. That <laughs> I've totally like. Does Paramount do still do, you, do movies? I think so. Okay. Do you miss Paramount? No, not really. Do you miss really. those stars going like, over the, the mountain? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Does it bring you bit. back to like going to movie theaters and going, man, the, the world is so cool? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so we jump right in, and it's a young Jason Statham. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, you, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you're surprised. I'm really surprised with Jason Statham uh, not taking off his shirt or beating anybody up in this movie. Yeah. There was a well, lot of... way before. Okay, yeah. yeah, I was gonna, yeah. It must have been, because yeah. there was a lot of scenes where, like, I, I was just like, okay, and now he is going to be like, I'm the real badass here, and yeah. it never happened. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, was just yeah. like, did Jason Statham not know that he was an I action star? I think this star? was his second movie. <laughs> oh, really? It's really early in his career, That's definitely. interesting, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, young Stephen Graham, are you familiar with this guy at all? Uh, you know, he seemed, he seemed familiar, but I can't, I can't place him. He was in uh, Pirates. He was in three of the Pirate movies, I think. Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? He was was in the Irishman and did you ever watch Boardwalk Empire? No, I didn't see Boardwalk Empire, but I've seen the other things that you yeah, just said. Yeah, he was um he uh played Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire. That's probably his most oh, and he was in Band of Brothers as well. So I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I <laughs> I have seen Band of Brothers. Yeah. In thirty second increments, sure, sure. sure. For five years, I lived right. with a guy that would, right. he would uh, right. watch Band of Brothers one time a year. Yeah, and, yeah, and I sure. lived with him for five years. Yeah. By a really good friend. So you saw it Rob. five times, and so five times I would see it in thirty second increments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, basically, Jason Statham plays a character named Turkish and his partner named Tommy. These are your two main characters, and we jump right into narration by Turkish, who kind of starts to set up the story. And this story is presented in. Uh, a unique way and he's sitting down and he's kind of describing some of the things going on and he kind of talks about how he doesn't know anything about you know diamonds or whatnot yeah he's he's a small time guy so sure and then they jump into the credits and whatnot and did you notice like the credits were really interesting when you saw the credits played out like an anime intro well we'll get well that's the second the the other credits we'll get to that part too but when you saw all the characters that were in this were you like how have I not seen this movie? Because, like, everybody is in this film. Not really. No? I mean, okay. so I recognize, obviously, Benicio Del Toro. He's a, he's a guy that's yeah, he's seen the first a lot bill. of movies. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, Pitt. W- very weird that he was that first bill because yeah, yeah, he yeah. does so quickly. Yeah. Well, but he's one of the uh, biggest uh, actors in it besides in the movie. Brad, yeah, Brad for Pitt. sure. And then Brad Pitt was in it. Yeah. But apart from that, it was just a lot of smaller dudes. No, I don't think so. I think maybe smaller guys because you don't recognize them. But like I know these almost every single actor from multiple films and things. Really? Yeah, we'll get. I I knew them for uh, from some films. Okay, Uh, like the um, 
the the guy who had been shot six times. <laughs> Bullet Two Tony. Yeah, yeah, Bullet yeah. Two Tony. Vinny uh, Jones. I'd, I'd seen him in a bunch of movies. Yeah, he's been know? in a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah, but like I wasn't just like, oh, I can't believe I haven't seen it because he's yeah, in it. You yeah, know, like I don't yeah. know. Okay, like that. okay, cool. So um, we start off. It jumps from there and it jumps into a jewel heist. Yeah. <laughs> You really like that one, right? <laughs> yeah. You really wanted to say that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, with Frankie Four Fingers, a.k.a. Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. And basically they hold up a Jewish jewel place, a place that yeah, cuts yeah. diamonds and whatnot. Sure, yeah. And they rip off a, a very, very huge high-end diamond. Yeah. Um, and they get Some away from 84 that. 84-carat fucking, like, yeah, like gigantic. not even real. Right. It couldn't even form in real yeah. life-size diamond. Yeah, exactly. And so then we go from that. They get the they get the stones. They jump into their van to get away. And then that's the intro you're talking about. Yes. Because that's yes. the anime version of the intro. Where the, where, now we're not introducing you to the actors. The, we're, the cast. We're, we're yeah. introducing you to the characters that yeah. they're playing. Yeah. So it's like Frankie Forvander. Yeah. And it goes yeah. through all the different characters. They're going to play some And that was a really part. fun intro yeah but i was thinking they better live up like this intro better live up to the hype like i better care about all these fucking human beings because yeah, they're going yeah. through a lot of trouble right to set up to show you everybody are. and yeah. it's very cartoonish yeah. like what's Super going on because like yeah. you know, gorgeous george punches and, and he <laughs> yeah, hits yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. into tommy or whatever you yeah, know yeah. stuff like that or whatever so yeah a lot of silly names because they're like gangster names and whatnot yes. but they're british gangster names so yeah. It's fun. So, uh, Frankie, one of the people he does his job with is a Russian guy, and the Russian advises... Um, no, it's not Boris. It's Boris's cousin, okay? And Boris's cousin tells... Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're Frankie, talking Benicio Del Toro when they're, when, yeah. when they're in the van. Right. Yeah. And he tells Frankie that he needs to go hook up with Boris because Boris is, sells guns, and he'll, he'll get him a good gun mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so... He gets ready to go do that. Then we jump over. There's a lot of jumps in this movie. Like oh, that's yeah. the whole thing of the, the film is it jumps from scene to scene to scene to scene. <clears throat> um, we go from that over to Turkish and Tommy, and they need a new caravan, which is for English people, basically a trailer home. Mm-hmm. Um, they they want to pick up a new one. Uh, Tommy goes to buy a gun from Boris uh, because he has to deal with it. Again, this is very sporadic how this is being delivered because we get Hugely the caravan scene. Yeah. Then it goes to Tommy wanting to go buy a gun from Boris, and then they jump into why Tommy wants to buy a gun in the first place. Yeah. Because Tommy and Turkish run like um, an arcade, but for us, that's like a, a little casino thing where it's, they have yeah, the slot machines. Exactly. It's right. it's like a tiny casino. Right, right, exactly that. A bunch and, of slot machines and shit. Yes. That's their arcade. But be- at the same time, they also deal with... Illegal boxing rings. That's kind of where they're like starting to break into. They're essentially the manager of a boxer. Right, exactly that. Yeah. And they have to deal with a dude named Bricktop if he if they want to be in this business. And Bricktop is like a older, very kind of raggedy. He's, kind of like a, he's like a mob boss. Yeah, he's a mob boss. That's exactly yeah. what he is—a yeah. British mob boss, but very raggedy, sort of tough as nails kind of dude. Yeah, yeah, tough as nails as fuck. For yeah, sure. exactly. So he wants to buy a gun to. Because he's dealing with harsher criminals than they used to deal with and whatnot as well. And I think it's important to note, I just want to kind of bring this up as a side note, that like being a gangster in like the UK is a lot different than being a gangster in the United States. Mm-hmm. In part because, you know, in the United States, all of us own guns, bro. Mm-hmm. Everybody owns a gun in the United States. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's not the same in the UK. So if you deal with a certain level of criminal... They're probably not armed mm-hmm. like they are here. Like almost every criminal is fucking armed here, right? Like people getting shot all the fucking time here. That's not the same. That so you have to be like 
in my estimation, you have to be a little bit tougher to be a British mobster because you basically have to be able to fight. You know, they yeah. they probably fight a lot sure. more. This is all I'm not British, so yeah. I don't want to assume. Oh, I thought so. you uh, you lived like 20 years in Britain. We, I did. Yeah, I did, didn't yeah. you grow up there? I oh, I did actually. Yeah. It was uh, quite a time. <laughs> uh, we'll get into the intricacies of Dude, uh, uh, exactly uh, how we do specifically to that man. <laughs> there was a couple of moments where I was just like. Should I put on subtitles for this? We'll get to some behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff with, with, with regards to that. Sure. Okay. So um, we cut over to Boris's cousin. He gives a call to Boris, mm-hmm. and he wants um, him to hire someone to steal the diamond yeah. from Frankie Fourfinger. He's just like, hey, there's going to be a guy. Yep. Steal from him, please. Yes. <laughs> get this diamond from him. And uh, Boris is like, yeah, okay. But his cousin tells him, you can't do it yourself, though, because they'll trace it back to me because you're my cousin, so hire somebody to do it for me, for for us, and then we'll, you know, split it up from there. Sure. So, Frankie Fourfingers gives a call to Cousin Evie. This is another actor I know from a lot of stuff. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that guy is in a lot. Yeah, he was yeah, in, like, uh, Law and Order for many years. Sure, He's in a lot of cop shows yes. and stuff like that. He lets them know that the heist went uh, over well. Um, everything's good to go. They have the diamond. They're ready to score. Uh, Evie's like, you know, good job. I'm very proud of you, Frankie. You did r- good. Now just stay low-key. Uh-huh. And I'll be there, and yeah. we'll hook up. But no gambling. Yeah, Just do sure. not get involved in gambling whatsoever. So, and then you get a funny kind of very. Uh, this is what kind of guy Richie, in my opinion, is known for because it's it goes from uh benicio like hearing that to a cut of him yeah. in casinos like yeah. sweating and just like clearly we get the uh image he's a degenerate gambler yes, and whatnot, yeah. right like and, like a degenerate right gambler. exactly like and he I mean, cannot control himself that's why they call him four fingers because he got a finger cut off yeah, because yeah. of of a bat and whatnot so yeah all right and then um they get into they jump from this character basically a lot of this is just setting up the characters sure. that we just saw a uh, montage of to let you know what every person is involved in this so then um and most of this is being narrated also by turkish yeah. uh, jason statham's character so then he starts talking about doug the head doug the head is a diamond guy in london and he he is a legitimate diamond guy but he also deals with yeah. Uh, illegal illegal people, diamonds, right? Sure, yeah. yeah, and they they have a funny little thing where he's like, he's a British dude, and he pretends he's Jewish. He wishes he was Jewish. Tells his family they're Jewish, <laughs> but he's about as Jewish as he is a monkey, <laughs> and he's wearing like a yarmulke and yeah, everything yeah, like yeah. that. And very funny seeing that with, with them. And he owns a little jewelry shop where his twins work and whatnot. And there's again a lot of small comedy and whatnot, a lot of sharp witted comedy. Yeah, it's it's real tiny moments of comedy. Of course, sure, right? Yeah. Like he's like, it's like this movie is playing itself seriously the whole yeah. time, but also making jokes because time. it's a black comedy. Sure, so yeah. it's because there's little throwaway things with the twins where one of he's like, hey, "Did I, I tell you you have to do this or whatever?" One of them's like, "Yeah, Dad, you told us." And, yeah. like, and also, you got to do this. And the other one, "Yeah, Dad, you told us." And, yeah. and you got to talk to cousin Abby. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, yeah Dad, you told us. Yeah. You know, a lot of silly yeah. little things like that and whatnot. I personally love British comedy. It's one of it's my favorite. Sh- for you know, me, British comedy is very hit or miss. Sometimes it, yeah, I, I'm for just sure. like, yeah, this is good, this is yeah, great, yeah. and sometimes I'm just like, no, it's, that didn't land because it's 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 sarcastic as fuck, and it's also like like that twin scene. Yeah, it didn't land for me. Oh, I laughed, and, and with that twin scene, I'm just like, ugh, this is gonna be a stupid ass movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, 
Uh, so it cuts over to Boris, and Boris is selling a gun to Frankie Four Fingers at this point. Um, well, they don't. He doesn't actually sell it to him. He wants to make a trade yeah, with. He him. gives it to him for free. Right. He's going to give it to him for free. And he, well, what do you want then? And he wants him to go place a bet. Yeah. In the bookies because he's not allowed in there. Yeah. So, but if he gives if he goes places his bet for him, he'll give him the gun for free. Sure. You know. And then we see another Viva Las Vegas yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. The moment he's right. place a bet. Exactly. Yeah. So. We cut over to uh, Tommy, George, head over to the, the Irish crew, mm-hmm. the Pikeys. Yeah. Um, and this to is the trailer park. And now you know why we did this for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, and they're not Irish. The Pikeys? Yeah. They absolutely are. No, they're, they're, uh, they're like Romani. Why, why do they all talk Irish except for. They don't, uh, they don't talk Irish. They, they have an Irish accent. They, they literally specifically said that it wasn't Irish, that it was just Pikey. All right. Uh, Edit all that out. <laughs> so, all right. So, it was very insulting anyways. Uh, so, <laughs> this is where we were introduced to Brad Pitt. He shows up. Uh, some funny behind the scenes. So, you brought up how you should almost have subtitles on in this. Well, especially for the Brad Pitt shit. So, they literally made a DVD that had subtitles. Uh-huh. And one of the options was Pikey. So, you could understand <laughs> everything. Explained in normal sure. English and whatnot. Yeah, so and I'm, if, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Uh, when I was watching this, I I almost wanted to applaud Brad Pitt's performance. Oh, for sure, it was man. So good. It was so ridiculous, bro. It, it was so, so awesome. real. Like I bought it. I was yeah, like, that's yeah. a real person that exists. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, they make a deal for a camper and a dog that comes with it because every deal they do give, they give a dog away as well. Oh, and that's one of the the lines from uh, this that is in the pop culture that I had heard a lot. What's that? When when because uh, I've heard people say you like dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was I was just like, what the fuck is that from? Right, right. That's yeah, no, I know. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sure. there's a lot to me in this movie throughout that I've quoted a ton, yeah. and uh, I know a, a lot of other people sure, quote a ton yeah. and whatnot. But that's because we all seen the movie, yeah. so. You know, obviously you're not going to quote if you don't know the fucking movie. So um, they get the camper and they start to roll away and it's a piece of shit. And the <laughs> back actually falls off, right? Yeah, yeah. And basically it's just they were scammed by the Pikes. Yeah, and that's the thing is, yeah. you know, they, they're very untrustworthy. I love how they're just like, give us our money back. Like, why would we want to buy a right. broken why, why do I want a fucking <laughs> broken caravan? You know, right, exactly. So um, and basically they're like Brad Pitt's character insinuates that they're there for trouble in the first place and he yeah you know, exactly. he's like you don't bring a dude that big yeah. if you don't weren't ready for trouble and whatnot. if you're not trying to say something you're not trying to say right exactly you're not you're not bringing this guy with you if you weren't trying to say something and they he's like okay i'll tell you what i'll uh, i agree we'll give you your money back if you fight me for it yeah and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna have george george is like you know he's a he's a he's boxer like, sure. so they're like yeah all right <laughs> yeah, fuck sure. this and they start the fight, and of course, Mickey's getting his ass whooped. He's getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah, for sure. And he's not going down completely, though, and George is... I mean, hes I wouldn't say he's getting his ass whooped. This was a very fight club scene. Well, right. He's getting... I mean, he's getting he's knocked getting, down He's getting constantly. knocked around. Right, exactly. But he just... It's like he's unfazed. Like, well, he right. He keeps this, getting up like it's nothing is happening. He keeps getting knocked down, and George is beating the... Sh- he's beating the shit out of him. I mean, he's bleeding and everything else. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I think, to me, beating the shit out of somebody is like... What happens later? Well, he's getting the shit beat out of him. And this one, he, it, it doesn't even look like he's face. He's just getting knocked around for a while. Well, I mean, like, he's clearly getting beat up by. Uh, you sure. can call it what you want sure, to. Okay. George is getting the better of him at this point. 
But he keeps getting back up, and that's the point. And George is I like, I think he's getting the better of him. That's why. That's why. Like the only reason that I'm like saying, I'm not going to characterizing this he's, wrong. I just he's just getting knocked around. Yeah, he's getting knocked it around. He's like bleeding from his mouth. It. He's but like to any normal person watching this, George is getting the better of him because like he's. He hasn't laid a punch on George at this sure. point, and he's and doesn't look like he's trying. Well, right, he's kind of dancing around and whatnot. Sure. And George is just like, "All right, fuck this, I'm done with this." Yeah. And Mickey's like, "You know, you, you you don't leave until the fight's over with, or whatever. Either you knock me out, or you're not leaving, or whatnot." And he's like, "Fine." And he throws, tries to throw a punch, and just gets one shot by Mickey. <laughs> yeah, knock the fuck out. I love how they show him later, and he's yeah. got like. <laughs> He's just his like, eyes are in, open, right? No, no, no. Later in the movie, they oh, show him trying the thing. to eat, yeah, yeah. and he's, he's got, like, like he's like a jaw, right? He's got his jaw knocked <laughs> the fuck out. So That's fucking great. Yeah, it's it's kind of a funny scene. And then there's a whole thing where they're discussing what to do with him because if George doesn't wake up, basically they're gonna have to kill Tommy too and bury both of them sure, out here. Yeah. So then we jump from that crew over to the black crew. We're introduced to them. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Saul, Vinny, and Tyrone, mm-hmm. and they are talked to. They basically get it's the a pawn job, shop, right? Yeah, he owns. A, uh, Saul owns the pawn shop, mm-hmm. and they Boris wants them. He's going to hire them to be the people who rob Frankie Four Fingers, and everything for like the next five minutes makes me laugh out loud. Like I love every single thing because okay, so we were introduced to Tyrone by. He has a. They have to go uh, for a ride with him somewhere, and he has a stolen car. And <laughs> Vinny hasn't met Tyrone yet, and he's like, "We're uh, basically Saul's like, I have a getaway driver for us." And then <laughs> Tyrone shows up, and he's gigantic, dude. And Vinny's like, "Oi, I thought you said he was a getaway driver. The fuck is he gonna get away from?" <laughs> right? You know, like yeah. again, because he's having he's struggling to get out of the car. <laughs> he, he can't do that. He can't get out of his fucking car and shit. So. They go to the bookies because they have their job. They're supposed to rob a man with four fingers or whatnot. He's going to be carrying a case. That's mm-hmm. what Boris kind of informs them of. They're going to rob him, and he's going to pay them like 10,000 mm-hmm. uh, pounds, and they're just going to give him the case, and that's kind of the exchange here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they pull like, up. No, they get to keep everything they rob. Yes, yeah. yeah. They, like that's all right. of the bookies' money. That's right. Yep. They get 10,000. Right. Well, what happens is they're going to keep everything from the bookie job, yep. but the, he's getting the briefcase from yes. this one, okay? And Which is kind of a shitty... No, yeah. the bookie and 10 grand. You're right, you're yeah. right, yep. And, yep. And, they, and he just gets to keep the case. Exactly, right. And, that, and that's a trade-off. And this next scene, I didn't even have to re-watch to remember it by heart. Because Tyrone pulls up, mm-hmm. and he's he kind of in the middle of the road, and Saul's like, what's wrong with that spot over there? And he's like, it's too tight. And, like, so and it's just gigantically open. And he's like, too tight. You could fit a two-ton jumbo jet over that motherfucker. And um, so he's like, yeah, you stop bothering me or whatever. You bother me. Yeah. And so Saul's like, don't bother him. Don't bother him. He's a natural. And he backs up and smashes right into the fucking man. I was like, a natural fucking idiot. Right, and um, they, they 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 hit the van, and then they have a funny conversation where he he doesn't understand which, which way the van was coming from, and he's like, "You're fucking backing up. When you back up, things come from behind you." And they happen to back up into Frankie Four Fingers' van, though. That's that's who they've hit, and or whatnot. So they get right, and then when they back into the van, uh Frankie Four Fingers goes flying or whatnot and hits his head and gets knocked out. So they wait out there for a while and then they see a guy with a briefcase go into the bookies. 
We jump over to Turkish and Tommy, and Tommy is informing Turkish of what's going on, and the problem that they have right now is that George was supposed to be in a boxing match for Bricktop, and George is knocked the fuck out, so he cannot fight at all. And, and Bricktop is not the kind of guy who likes things changed. Right, and more importantly... <laughs> like, he kills people yes. pretty constantly right. and feeds them to pigs, right. so they're like... Okay, One of the intro scenes out. with Big uh, Bricktop is, like, he's getting information from a guy who kind of kind of fucked him a little bit yeah. and he kills that guy who fucked him a little bit and then he's he's proud of the guy who brought him the information that fucked him yeah. but that guy's a weasel too so he kills that guy <laughs> yeah, as well yeah. right so. Yeah, so when, when jason statham is gonna go tell him that he can't you know like right. produce the same boxer he's just yeah. like god i hope i don't fucking die yeah he's like basically what they he's, feel he's, way in over their own heads the whole they time. are at this yeah, point yeah. and the thing is, either two, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're fucked and they're dead, or at best situation, they're now in Bricktop's pocket. Like they owe Bricktop at this point, and that is not a place where you want to be at. Because he even mentions, yeah, because you're before never out. when it was when it was just we're bringing a boxer, right. he didn't have to go down in the fourth. He yeah. was just like we're bringing a boxer. Yep, but, exactly. But now Bricktop can start making some. You know, well, like, importantly, they're like okay. We're going to, uh, Turkish and Tommy come up with the idea, hey, we'll use the pikey for this situation, okay? And they're, now, they go to Bricktop to explain this, and Bricktop's like, it has a, a quote I use all the fucking time when he first talks to him, because he's like, we lost George, and he says, in the words of the Virgin Mary, come again. <laughs> I use that quote all the fucking time. I don't, it cracks me up. Yeah. So, um, he, they make a deal with with Bricktop that they're going to have the Pikey fight in the place of George. Now they think that this is just perfectly fine. The problem the Bricktop has is that he all the bets that they were going to do are fucked because all the bets have been based on George fighting against this other guy. Yeah. So all of that's washed, and they basically have to refund anybody their fucking money. So um, he goes, "Okay, the only way we're going to be able to do this." Brick, from Bricktop's point of view, is if we throw the fight. So he gives them the Turkish the idea. All right, not the idea. He orders them. Your guy goes down in the fourth, and as long as that happens, everything's going to be. Yeah, we'll, they'll be able to make fine. right. Yeah. We'll be able to make this all all work, and shit's going to go okay. So they're all ready to rock. No problem. Evie talks to Doug at this point. He gives Doug a call. Um, he t- he finds out about a boxing match, and he hears that from Doug that Frankie Four Fingers was said to be going to this boxing match and Evie immediately he, well, he like, goes <laughs> he asks he is, is there gambling at the boxing match and, he, and Doug's <laughs> yeah, like sure. it's a boxing, like a boxing match. match of course there is <laughs> next scene you see him cutting, taking his passport <laughs> flying to London landing in London and he's like talking to Doug about yeah. being in London <laughs> and whatnot and he's like and he says well I should be literally in fucking- the, within 20 seconds he's right. in that office he's in that office right <laughs> and he's like he's He's like, I shouldn't be in fucking London. I should be on a yeah. nice fucking beach. We have sandy beaches. Well, who the fuck wants to see him? <laughs> All right. So then they're going to go to the boxing match because they need to find Frankie Four Fingers. That's yeah. supposed to be there. And there's a little, again, all, like, I love sarcasm. Like, I'm a big fan of sarcastic shit. So, like, he takes him around the back and he's just, like, going in the bag. He's like, hey, this is the back way. Oh, really? I thought this is the front way. <laughs> and then they keep, they keep getting asked for different things. Yeah. And at the last one abby's just like are we ever gonna get in this fucking place and he's like it's not exactly legal well i'm not looking for legal i'm looking for frankie fucking four fingers 
because and that's when he kind of explains how bad Frankie is. He's like, that's the whole reason he's called yeah. Frankie Four Fingers because yeah. he lost a finger yeah. because you know shitty gambling and whatnot. So <laughs> at this point, we jump back to the Black Crew. Yeah, the Black Crew goes to rob the bookies because they see a guy going in with a briefcase. Yeah, yeah. They go in and they hold up the sure, yeah. cashier and whatnot. Yeah, and. Um, the teller or whatever. The teller. The teller's like, do you know who owns this place? And they're like, I don't give a fuck who owns this place. Yeah. But, and then she locks him in the, into yeah, the, bu- yeah, the yeah. building, shuts everything down. <laughs> Vinny is caught in the thing that's, that slides up, you know, across the window. Uh, Saul blasts through the door and aims the shotgun at her. So she drops everything. And he's like, give me all the fucking money. And uh, all bets are off. Yeah, she's you know, like, all bets are off. All bets are off. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not here to make a fucking bet here <laughs> yeah. or not. And he's like, she's like I oh, can appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> but yeah, all like <laughs> bets are off. Yeah. So we can't have any fucking money, you know. Yeah. Like, you don't have anything. We have a thing of change. Yeah. We have a thing of change, <laughs> And, gives them a bag of and, and so they see the guy on the ground and they're like, show me your fucking hands. He's got five fingers. <laughs> it's not him or whatever. So, and then she steals the fucking shotgun. She steals the shotgun <laughs> and relocks down everything. And they're like, fuck. And they try to run out and then the door's locked. They can't get out of the door and whatnot. So yeah. they're just, they're like, we're fucked at this point. So yeah. they kind of give up. They're locked in the thing. They're not locked in the thing. They yeah. were trying to push the door the wrong way. Tyrone just opens the door and they come running out of there or whatnot. And they jump into the car. Tyrone starts to pull off. You're right. Sees Frankie Four Fingers, goes, knocks him out, throws him into the car with them. Yeah. And so basically, Tyrone solves everything. Yeah. Like he's yeah. hero fucking everything in this situation. So, and then they drive away with Frankie Four Fingers. We flip over to the boxing fight. Mickey is going, they're about to fight. He tells him, hey, you got to go down in the fourth. Uh, boxer comes in to try to hit Mickey. Mickey one shots this fucking box. And it's not even like, I don't even think he like meant to do it. He hits him one time and the guy just gets knocked out. And he's just like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, he, he seems fine with getting knocked out in the fourth. Yeah. Uh, but he just says, if, 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 as long as he can make it to the fourth. Right, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. And then immediately is right. the fight One shot, right. And, um, and it's not good for the situation, yeah. obviously. <laughs> uh, the, when that happened, right. I busted out laughing yeah. because of, of how it's shot. Right. Because it's, it's just it like, yes, Focuses on exactly. Top's face, focuses <laughs> yes. on their face. When and it zooms into all right. of their faces, right. I, it just, it, I was just really well shot. I love Exactly. That. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So... We could jump from there over back over to the pawn shop. Boris shows up to pick up Frankie. Uh, and, of course, there's problems with that situation. Sure. And they start to argue about what they're getting paid. They're oh, like, yeah, because at that point, they've already, they won. They didn't get any money from the boys. Right. Two, they've opened up the briefcase well, and saw the diamond. Yeah, so that was the thing is they weren't supposed to open up the briefcase, yeah, yeah. but they're pissed because they didn't get anything yeah, from the bookies. The money, yeah. they're, they're, I'm guessing the behind the scenes is they're like, what the fuck were we robbing for in the first place yeah. or whatnot, you know? Because so everything's up. been going wrong right here yeah. for them. So, because importantly, they don't even get the change bag because the change bag gets <laughs> shot and poured all over the fucking place. They, uh, Boris is there and they start arguing over the thing because he, he's going to give them the 10 grand, and, uh, but he, they're like, no, fuck that. We want half of this diamond or whatever. We'll do it for half this diamond. And they're arguing back and forth, and they're kind of like trying to like work something out. And And then they say Boris, right? And then they go into the back to like sit down, and then Boris kills Frankie at that point. And he's like, "You stupid fucks! They couldn't know my name or whatever." That was the whole point of why he hired them in the first place. So, um, then and then he's just like, "Okay, give me the diamond." Well, well, the diamond's in the case. Yes, and the only person that had the combination (laughs) for that. 
Uh, you just shot him in the head. So he pulls out a butcher's knife that's on. He has a fucking thing on his belt for a butcher's knife. Yeah. Pulls out the butcher's knife and cuts the arm off. We flip over to uh, the boxing fight again. And uh, Turkish, they, they get out of the boxing fight. And Turkish starts talking about how he's got to get out of town. He's yeah. got to get away. So, <clears throat> so he leaves immediately. Yes. Goes to the arcade. Yes. He's going to go get a bunch of money and yep. just going to get the fuck out. Right. And he goes to get his safe or whatever, and then he's walking around, and then one of Bricktop's guys says something, and he turns around, and both of them there, and he tries to get aggressive or whatever, and, and they're, they're going to beat his ass, or they stand up, and then he walks into Bricktop or whatever, yeah. you know, exactly. And uh, they kind of have a, a fun little conversation. Like, you want to put some tea on? Yeah, he's like, put the tea on the cattle or whatever. You take sugar, Bricktop? <laughs> no, Turkish. I'm sweet enough. So then we go back over to the black crew again. Boris is like, okay, you're going to deal with this body. I don't give a fuck. If you motherfuckers ever come after me, you know, you know what's going to happen. Well, look at him. He, I think he even says that. And he gives them the 10 grand, basically, and because that was his, their part. And they have, But they are left with the body. They have to take care of Frankie Four Fingers. So, I mean, at least he gave them the 10, 10 grand or whatever, right? Like, we flip back over to Bricktop, and they make a new, new deal with Turkish. And they're like, I want to use the pikey again in another fight. And yeah, now now Bricktop is saying, okay, this can be water under the bridge. Right. But I'm going to use that guy again. Yes, exactly. Like, you're going to, you still owe me one here. It, but if you take care of this, we'll basically do it. And he's also taking the money that, you know, because it basically, the, the situation that he already set up, I'm going to guess cost Bricktop thousands of pounds already because he got fucked. And they even kind of make mention of that when he's walking out of the, uh, the boxing ring, a couple guys stop him that clearly... Um, they have quite a bit of power because they're able to talk shit to Bricktop or whatever, and they, he's he's like, yeah, no, I'll make it up to you or whatever, right? Yeah, this yeah. and that. So maybe and then he cuts that one guy's balls off, right? Because that was just some random dude. So you, you this, okay? I know this is like side thing, and I, I thought of you when I saw this scene, okay? Because I think about some of our Marvel conversations, okay, and how you need every character, you want every character to have their story and whatnot. I don't need that, and or you like it because you like Johnny Wu showing back up, and you like Darcy showing back up. I know this is kind of convoluted, but I'm going to get there. So this is what I, this is how I love storytelling uh-huh. because in this scene right here, you you understand exactly who these dudes are by how he treats the other guy. He treats these two dudes with respect, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to make it up to you. Yeah. So you kind of get the drift that these guys are either like a politician, maybe, or they're other mob bosses. Or like higher or, up my bosses. Right, exactly. Yeah. Something like, I don't even know if they're other higher up, but other family bosses. Like, kind of sure. like how we had here, you know, with the Italian family. Well, it, uh, he almost seemed apologetic. In right. A way he, that like, he that's yeah. why I would think he might be a politician or something sure, like that. Yeah. Because, like, like you, if you're a mob boss, I would think you would expect you know, equal, but he could just be like a small time mob boss. Yeah, like he's uh, what are the, the like, like a capo or so? Like he yeah. like Bricktop's a capo, and these guys are like family bosses yeah, or something like sure. that. I don't want to like completely because I don't know how the British mafia breaks down. Sure. I kind of know how the Italian mafia bro- breaks sure. down only because of my, um, because of your association with them. Uh, I can neither confirm or deny that I was part of a family. That Rico uh, case that I, is still real, bro. You gotta, uh, you gotta watch out. I can neither confirm or deny that I'm <laughs> under Rico. Um, so, anyways, but I, I, I just I love that type of storytelling because it's fast, furious, and they just kind of they give you a hint on what these guys exactly are without having to explain what these fucking guys are or anything of that nature. So, as they're leaving Turkish's place, he talks to the uh, uh, those two guys, the the bigger guys, and he's like, "Hey, I want to know who the fuck robbed my uh, my bookies. You know, go find out who that was." And at the same time, 
uh, Tommy and Turk and Turkish are going to go talk to the Pikey about fighting in another fight. Okay, so um, you kind of get this really cool montage that I like at this point because Tommy and Turkish go out. They talk to um, Brad Pitt's character, Mickey, and they're like, "Hey, we need you to fight again or whatever." And he, and <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'll fight again. Uh, I want a caravan." Back <laughs> and Turkish is like. Tommy's like, what the fuck? We wanted a caravan from you. <laughs> oh, okay, right. It's just comical or whatever. And he's like, all right, fine. Fuck it. I'll tell you what. I'll um, I'll take care of the. I'll do the fight for you. We'll bet on it, basically. And if you lose, you owe me a caravan. If not, I'll do the fight for free at that at this point in time. So um, they're like, okay, what are we gonna bet? And they're like, we'll bet the hair and the you know proper fuck that the hair is gonna <laughs> the hair is gonna gonna get killed by the dogs that they have. So uh and there's a lot of callback jokes and stuff like that in the in this scene and uh so they take the they take the dogs that the dogs are going to get their hair and they run off and at the same time you you have these two montages going on and the two guys that work for Bricktop figure out they don't know who the two black guys are they're like who the fuck is it? Yeah. and then they see Tyrone yeah. walking in and they're yeah. like Tyrone you fat bastard <laughs> yeah, so now they sure. know yeah. Um, so then you get a scene of like the dog chasing the hare, trying to get them and they're chasing Tyrone kind of at the same time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the hare gets away. Tyrone does not get away. So Turkish and Tommy are completely fucked and they keep, like you point out, they keep getting deeper in the fuck. Cause basically what I would, um, compare it to is like someone who placed a bet and they're losing and they just keep doubling down yeah, over and over to try to get even. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Sure. Like that. So, so after we see that scene, they capture Tyrone. They threaten him with the dogs. He clearly gives them the information because the next scene we see the guys are breaking into the pawn shop, and Bricktop says to, uh, to his guys, "Hey, go get go get a coffee." And I I love this whole like thing because he's like, just go get a coffee for or go get a, t- a tea for us or whatever. And then <laughs> Bricktop comes walking into the bag, and they're like trying to figure out how they're gonna like f- deal with Ferengi yeah. Fourfingers. And he walks in, he's just like, uh, did I come at a bad time? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they're trying to figure out what to do with this dead body. And he comes in, and he's like, hey, do you any know who I am? And the one guy, the um, albino black dude, is like, I know who you are or whatever. And he goes into this whole conversation then at this point. Yeah, about, he explained to them how, how pigs eat. Right. He explains how a pig farm works and how you dispose of a body, more importantly. And he's like, and more, so just be wary of anyone who owns a lot of pigs and whatnot. So, and they're like. Uh, and then Vinny kind of just snaps on. He's like, hey, so who the fuck are you besides somebody who owns a bunch of fucking pigs or whatever, right? And he still doesn't really answer him and whatnot. Or he, he gives the diatribe about being a nemesis and whatnot. And he says, all right, come on, guys, let's go or whatever. And then they go out into the front. And Tyrone is, like, in a bag. They have the whole thing, like, like ready to chop up some fucking bodies at this point. So them. He's about to kill all of them. Right. They're yeah. going to kill all four of those the, the people for Robin... Uh, his bookies. Uh, we're introduced to Bullet Tooth Tony at this point because that story is hysterical. By the way, yes, Bullet Tooth Tony. Uh, when they they're showing the guy how he got his name Bullet Tooth Tony. Yeah, <laughs> where he's shooting him, he shoots him six times. Yeah, uh, I don't know what, but the performance in that yeah. scene was just very well done. I yeah. laughed so hard. When yeah, was happening. yeah, it was. It's a fun scene, that's for sure. Watching so. him get shot yes. over and over again was so funny. Right, absolutely, and so. Um, 
So basically, they can't find Frankie Four Fingers, and they want they are going to hire Bullet Tooth Tony because Doug Doug the Head suggests Bullet Tooth Tony can get anything done, mm-hmm. and he's like a one man wrecking crew. So, yeah. um, they bring him into the office and they offer him forty forty thousand pounds to go, to find Frankie Four Fingers. So he's all about that shit at this point. Bullet Tooth Tony, Evie, and some dude who's with he's basically like Abby's bodyguard um, from the U.S. Go to try to go find Frankie Four Fingers or try to find somebody who might have known about it. And they know that Frankie Four Fingers was supposed to go place a bet um, at the bookies that night before. But the bookies were robbed. So they go figured that there's who, a chance. Yeah, who robbed the bookies. Exactly. Sure. That yeah. the per- person who robbed the bookies also grabbed four, Frankie Four Fingers. So he goes to find an informant that he knows. And he, gra- he grabs the dude and like puts his head in the window and starts driving down the street. He's like, you're going to tell me something. And uh, the guy's like, I don't know anything or whatever. He's like, all right, well, let's go for a roll. Or and he, he drives down the street with him and he's like, Tony, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Driving down the street with your head stuck in my car. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? Uh, so he eventually gets some information that he knows that the, he thinks he knows who did it because there's kind of word on the street who robbed uh, um, Bricktop's place and whatnot. So funny uh, side note here. Uh, he asks Evie to put on some music, puts on music. Madonna's Lucky Star starts playing. He's like, oh, this is my, I love this track or whatever, right? You know, which the inside joke about that is um, Guy Ritchie was married to Madonna. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, and they had a kid together. And technically, I don't think they were married when he made this, but they already had a kid together, and then they got married. I think they got married right after this came out. Funny behind-the-scenes thing of this still, he still had to pay a million dollars to be able to use this song in the movie. I mean... Licensing agreements are yes, exactly right. And I thought about that's not Madonna's music, exactly. I thought about it for a second. I was like, that's ridiculous. Why didn't Madonna just be like, you can use my fucking music because she doesn't own that music, fucking whatever Universal or whoever the fuck was her. The masters are owned by someone else, exactly. And she probably got a payday of like two hundred fifty thousand dollars using that or whatever. So eh, fuck it, right? It only only costs half that. So Turkish tells. Um, Bricktop about the situation with Mickey and he's like look man uh, this is fucked he is not going to fight and we don't really have a situation where we can get him to fight and Bricktop's like well you're not very useful to me alive are you Uh, and so um, you get like a little bit of a montage thing here where um, Bricktop wants to do something about the situation he still needs to use the pikey so he sends his guys to bust the fuck out of uh uh, Turkish's place, and at the same time, he blazes up um, Mickey's caravan, and Mickey's mom is in the caravan at the time. Um, and everything that he's done so far has been, you know, like kind of either with his mom's permission or for his mom. You know, like yes. they obviously have a really close relationship. Right. In fact, that's why he wanted the caravan in the first place because yeah, he has a perfectly mom. fine caravan, and they're like, "Why well, do you need a caravan? You have this fucking one." And he wants it for his mom, not not for himself. And and his mom's caravans a little. And his mom had yelled at them, you know, like don't get my son into any trouble. Right. Thing. Yeah. So like when when uh when the mom's trailer goes up and she, and she's in it and Mickey's kind of like trying to go in and everybody's holding him back. Yeah. That seemed really hurt. Yeah, you know, of course, like, man. And, but it's it was yeah, the, the reason I pointed out is because this, so far a lot of tragic shit has happened. Yeah. In the sense that a lot of people have died. Yeah. Yeah. And all of it is framed hysterically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this scene, somebody dies, and like I, th- it, this wasn't funny, you know. Like, well, yeah, I don't like, think it's supposed to be. No, that no, no. Right. And and it's, it's obviously it's not supposed to be. But what I'm saying is, 
they have made everyone out to be a joke so far. Yeah. And yet, uh, they were all endearing to the point where I cared. This you know, to like me... When, when he was, like, really sad trying to get into that, I was just like, oh, fuck, man. You know, like, that that hurt. This to me, because, like, this, is, was well this done. is a little bit... This is in a similar time period, uh, film-wise. This, to me, reminds me a lot of the um, scene from Goodfellas where Billy Batts is murdered. Mm-hmm. Okay, because things drastically change in yeah. the movie from that half to the second half, and sure. I I feel the same way with this movie. There's still jokes throughout, but the jokes in the first half are a lot more numerous than mm-hmm. the jokes in the second half because sure. now we're getting into much more heavier situations and whatnot. Yeah, so it's ramping up, and more importantly, like everybody, like you point out, there's been a lot of people killed and stuff like that. But everybody who's been killed before has been a criminal, like they've been part of this crime situation and whatnot. And now this is the first time that really, like, just an innocent person. That happened to be, you know, Mickey's mom is is part of the dead bodies. I just, I, I really liked how they 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 made you care about a relationship without even realizing that that was like more than a joke. Yeah. And then yeah. when they killed off that character, I was just like, yeah. oh shit, that hurt. Yeah, you know, no doubt. Man. Yeah. No, I feel you, man. And it's at the same time, and importantly, in the same montage, they're fucking like Turkish is finally paying a real price for the for the situation because he's gonna basically probably get killed in this scene, and uh, the only reason he's not killed is because Tommy shows up Tommy with his gun. gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah. So. Important scene that we I, missed. I loved how yeah, what the, the, when we're the driving away empty. from the Pikes, yeah. uh, Tommy, Tommy, and Turkish kind of get into yeah. it, and he's like, "Why don't you bust a cap in his ass yeah. or whatever?" And Tommy's like, "Are you trying to say I can't shoot?" No, I know you can't shoot. I'm saying that fucking gun is yeah. <laughs> would be more dangerous if you fed it to him or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. And I love this is another scene that I love because like. So they do the whole scene where he tries to fire the gun and yeah. the gun doesn't fire and he's like, it "Turns out there was no, oops, yeah. right?" He says, yeah. <laughs> same no bullets thing. in it, yeah. right?" So no, it doesn't work. There's so basically, in essence, the firing pin doesn't work. There's oh. at minimum, there's no firing pin because there's nothing that's hitting the bullets. Sure, that's making them fire. So, um, so he, when it, when Tommy walks into the arcade, yeah, and he bluffs, yeah, I thought that was a great bluff. Of course, yeah, because it works, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, because yeah. he still got the thing. Yeah. So. It's just Tommy doesn't seem like he kind of seems like a like a shit eater character mm-hmm. until, is, until yeah, that yeah. moment, right? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. that moment, he really like he saves Turkish, on a yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, so, sure. and that's an important scene and whatnot. And it's just the whole thing with like uh, the, the thing I loved about the fake gun scene when they figure out it's fake is like as he clicks it. Turkish is like, oops, like he knew that it was going to be a shit gun because like he knows Boris, like, and that's the whole thing. We don't need anything other than him just knowing Boris. So he knows Boris is not on the level. So at this point, uh, Mickey agrees to do the fight for Bricktop because he's like, uh, I'm just going to do the fight because you've done enough damage and I don't want any more damage being done. So we're just going to get this fucking over with. So. Evie, Doug, and uh, Bullet Tooth Tony are all in the office again and they're talking about Boris and they're like, Look, dude, um, we have got a real problem here because we know Boris uh, is the one who robbed Frankie, and the issue that we have is Boris is like ex-KGB. He's a crazy motherfucker. He's been a spy most of his life. There's no way we're going to be able to find him because he blends in anywhere we go. And they get a buzz from the twins that somebody's there to sell a diamond. And who is it? Of course, it's fucking Boris. So um, He walks in, and they immediately whoop his ass. Well, more importantly, they're like, how are we going to take care of this? Oh, it's the fucking four of us. Will you easily be able to take care of this? And the next scene, they're in uh, Bullet Tooth Tony's car, and the guy they're in the back all is all fucked up. Fucked yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. Exactly. So things did not go as well as they expected them um, to go. So um, All of them are fucked up, too. All yeah. three of them are fucked up. Right, exactly. So um, we see them uh, 
uh, trying to t- take care of that. And we see the black guys get new guns of sorts, <laughs> replica guns. Replica. So, right, exactly. So Tyrone is sent to go try to find, he's like, go look outside of Boris's house. When Boris shows up, give us a call. So while they're sitting there talking shit and blah, 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 um, Tyrone calls him, tells him, hey, he's here. And they're like, all right, we're on our way. And they hang up before they can say what else is going on. Because what's actually going on is uh, Bullet to Tony and that crew show up because they're going to get the diamond from Boris's house. So we cut into Boris's house. They open up the little safe area. And Evie finally gets his fucking stone from that area. So... The black crew shows up to try to get the stone from him. Tommy and Turkish head over to Boris's place to get a new gun because they want a, a real one at this point. And he's he's getting tough. He's ready to fucking bring it to Boris. And Boris shows up. Tommy tries to get tough with him. He just grabs him by the fucking nuts and carries him to the house and goes in. And Turkish says, says something about him doing a good job. And he comes back out with an AK and a fucking grenade launcher attached to the fucking AK. So shit is about to go down. So this, these next couple of scenes were a little weird because they do them out of sequential well, order. Yes, here. The first scene we see is the black guys shooting because he's kind of teasing him how the replicas do nothing. Yeah. And we're going to fucking deafen him or whatever. Saul tries to shoot one in the car and it blows out all the fucking windows. Yeah. They smash into a guy. Yeah. Who do they smash into, though? Boris. Right. Because yeah. we cut to a different scene yeah. where Turkish throws milk out the window. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. Tommy throws Turkish's milk out the window, which happens to hit bullets to Tony's Jaguar. Yeah. So he crashes into a fire hydrant. Yeah. Who then Boris... Comes out of the fire, uh, out of the trunk, yeah. and he's gets hit by the black guy. So yeah, it's a sure. funny, like just little mashup yeah. of of scenes here. So so then Boris walks home, grabs his gun, comes back. Yeah, but here's the important part. So after they get in the crashes, um, Bullet Tooth Tony and Abby go into the pub because they're just gonna fucking call somebody <laughs> and get someone to come pick them up because yeah. the car is destroyed at this point. Okay, yeah. but it doesn't so, matter. Boris is gone. They've got the diamond. It doesn't right. fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Who okay. gives a fuck? So Boris... Evie goes to the bathroom. Yeah, Evie goes to the bathroom. The black guys saw Bullet Tooth Tony and Evie go into the pub. Yeah. So they're going to go get uh, yeah. the diamond from yeah. Bullet Tooth Tony. At this point, this is when Turkish and Tommy show up at Boris's house. And they want a new gun from, from, from Boris. Yeah. Boris shows up. Grabs Tommy by the nuts, drags him all the way to the house, sure. and re-departs his house yeah. with an AK and a, and a grenade launcher attached to it. So, we cut over to the pub at this point. The black guys walk in, and they try to rob uh, yeah, Bullet yeah. Tooth. They try to get information from Bullet Tooth Tony, and he's not having he any of it. Fuck. He doesn't give a fuck about this situation. Yeah. And he's just straight talking shit to him and whatnot. Yeah. And they're like, just shoot him or whatever. And he's like... Well, oh, you're the big tough guy, aren't <laughs> yeah, you? Basically, yeah. you know. I love that the, the this little uh, this little like speech that he gives yeah. is hysterical, right? Yeah, exactly. Really and I'm not giving it justice because I don't speak British English. Sure, I'm yeah. just you know. He's just and talking he, about how he's like, oh, you you're tough. Like, yeah, you're a big you're the guy. tough one, <laughs> yeah. and you two are his nuts that are going to yeah. help him get hard or whatever. He's the big dick, right? And the other guys are his little nuts. And you're here to fuck a pussy, but unfortunately, yeah. you're not going to find any <laughs> pussy here. Just something that makes you wish you were born a woman. <laughs> and he's like. Uh, and importantly, when he first put the gun in the face of yeah. him, he grabs his arm to, and, and he looks at the gun and the other guy, Saul, puts a gun in his face and he's like, let him go right now or whatever. I'll yeah. fucking blow your head off or whatnot. And that's when he 
pinpoints that he's the tough guy or whatever, yeah. right? And it's just a funny thing because this is, again, so many funny things. Is He's getting robbed and he's like, who are you? <laughs> he's like trying to like figure out who the guy is or whatnot. So, and then he, yeah, he gives a speech about the nuts. And then he's like, and more importantly, the fact that your gun has replica written <laughs> on the side of it. Yeah. And my gun has Desert Eagle <laughs> .50 written on the side of it. Yeah. Well, pretend you're going to shrink into your fucking little ball sack again and walk away. And so they kind of crumble from that yeah. situation. And that, again, that's a very, Signature Guy Ritchie thing because as he's saying replica, it shows you like the replica, and then you know on the guns. I laugh a lot. Right, exactly. So they leave. They're they're like fucking pissed now, and they go into the back room to figure out what they're going to do at this point because they're semi leaving. Right, and they as they go into the back room, Evie comes out of the washroom with the briefcase that they know has the diamond in it because they dealt with the Frankie Fourfingers earlier. So they're like. Give us the fucking case or whatever. We're gonna fucking blast you. And Abby's just like, "Fuck you, shoot yeah, me or whatever. Go ahead, shoot me. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking done with this." As they're doing this, Boris comes walking in the other exit, yeah. and he's like, "Give me the fucking case. Fuck you. You shoot me or whatever, yeah. right?" And Bullet to Tony hears what's kind of going on at this at this point in time. So he walks over to the side, and they're kind of fighting back and forth, and. I think at this point, it doesn't Saul, like, he's like, what are you doing here? And, Boris, what the fuck are you doing here or not? And Tony's is like, like uh, hey, Abby, uh, yeah, Abby, pull your socks up or yeah. whatever. And then just boom, boom, boom and shoots. And he just happens to only hit Boris when, in the shot. At this point, uh, the black guys, they grab the case and they run out the back door. Um, they leave Tyrone, though. Right. They leave Tyrone behind. Uh, Bullet Tooth Tony comes in and he's like, "Where's the fucking case?" <laughs> Whatever. And Boris is like, "Fuck you!" And he yeah. shoots him like two more times. And there's a funny scene where he just has to keep shooting Boris over because and he's over. The, he's like a bullet dodger. Like, right. he, he also is not. Yeah. Importantly, yeah. earlier there's a funny scene where he's like, when they find out who took the diamond from yeah. the black guys, they're like, Boris. And Bullet Tooth Tony is like, Boris the bullet dodger. Yeah. Why do they call him the bullet dodger? Because he dodges bullets, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so he eventually like sh- he, he I think he shoots keeps, him like nine times, yeah, he, right? He empties that entire magazine, yeah, out, and yeah. eventually he aims right at him, and Tyrone won't answer him either, so he's going to shoot Tyrone, and yeah. he's out of bullets at that point, so yeah. he can't shoot Tyrone. So how many times he had to shoot Boris was hysterical, right? That's I mean that's the joke of the yeah, scene, obviously, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So it just it really landed. It cuts over to Tommy and Turkish, and they're playing cards with George, and this is what you were talking about earlier, where his jaws also the fuck up. And Turkish Tommy's like freaking out at this point, and Turkish is just like, "Yep, we're gonna we're fucking dead." And if this goes, we're fucking dead. And if this happens, we're fucking dead. And Tommy's like, "Dude, you seem very calm." He's like, "What the fuck do you want me to do at this point? We're fucking dead. Like, there's nothing we can do in this situation. We can't control the pikey. You t- you show me how to control a pikey, and I'll show you show you how to control an uh, yeah. an out of control mobster or whatever." He yeah, says some right. shit to that nature. So. We cut over to the black crew. They're sitting outside of their fucking store. Bullet Tooth Tony <laughs> walks up to the car and he's like, never underestimate the power of stupidity. He's like, and he knocks on the car with desert eagle. Out of the car, boys. Leave the replicas behind. <laughs> so uh, they, they, they cut to, um, there, those guys go into the store. Things get a little wild because basically they tell, Evie that the dog ate the diamond he's like give me the give me the fucking diamond he's like i'm sorry the dog ate the diamond all right tony open it up what do you mean <laughs> kill the dog and open it up and get the diamond back or whatever he's like that's a little rough and they're they're he's trying literally to literally get a rip like like right. kill he the pulls dog. out a huge yeah, knife sure, yeah. and so 
they um they go to he's gonna go kill the dog he grabs the dog and um vinny stops and he's like what just a f- fuck, fucking wait or whatever right and he pulls out the diamond from his crotch and hands it to evie and he's and evie now has the diamond and he's holding uh tony's desert eagle as well at this point and so he's looking at the diamond and he's sitting there the dog starts to go crazy, starts biting on things, grabs the diamond from him, jumps out now the window. swallows the diamond, jumps out of the fucking window. Evie tries to start shooting at the fucking dog, just letting loose Desert Eagle shots at this fucking dog. And he's like, the fucking dog got away. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Tony. Kill Tony. Tony, right. Yeah, yeah, Tony's dead from this. Cut from this scene to Evie. Now, this the exact reverse scene of him showing up in London, heading back to America. Yeah, he's just done. Right, he's yeah. done with talking <laughs> yeah. shit at this point. Anything to declare? Yeah, don't go to fucking London. So, it goes from this. We cut over to the boxing match now. Um, Bricktop's crew is at the Pikey camp to make sure everything goes well. And Bricktop talks to t- uh, Turkish and Tommy and the pikey and the pikey's just completely smashed and he's like hey you need to fucking get your shit together or there's a lot of people in your camp that aren't going to find it very funny or whatnot so we go to the fight and things are going very well at this point well first we should point out he hits the guy yeah, very softly lets, yeah immediately lets loose one right one yeah. guy gets knocked down yeah. and it's like same kind of shot like oh <laughs> yeah fuck yeah. right like this is unbelievable that this would happen again and uh but then the guy gets back up yeah. and then they fight and yeah. it goes on now for, it's like a real he's getting the shit yeah out of like him. mickey yeah. is hitting him but he's not hitting him in the face and yeah. he gets a bunch of body blows in on him and stuff like that and, and the guy is whooping his yeah ass. he's fighting him yeah. down he's beating his ass pretty good but it's clear that mickey's kind of holding back oh, and yeah. shit like yeah. that and so he gets his ass whooped into the fourth round everything's going well and they're like all right you got it fucking just yeah. get hit once fall down and we're good to fucking go and yeah. everything is fucking solved and they start fighting again, and he hits Mickey like a bunch of fucking time. Yeah. One, uppercut. That uppercut scene then, was yeah. was filmed really cool. Just it taken off really of great. his feet, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like he was literally like uh, hor- exactly yeah. horizontal for a exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he and there's kind of like a cut of him like smashing into water from sure, that scene. Yeah, and fucking brilliant. They they finally figured it out. He's doing and he's laying there and he's done and it's over with and they fucking. They won, and they're yes. even with Bricktop. Yes. And he gets up and <laughs> one-shots yeah, the fuck out of the sure, guy. Yeah. So everybody's going crazy at this point, and, the, and everybody starts fighting in the crowd and shit like yeah. that because people are pretty pissed the fuck off at this point. So Tommy, Mickey, and um, yeah. Turkish, they try to sneak out the back way. Yeah. Bricktop cuts him off. Oh, give me the fucking shooter or whatever, and then... Yeah. You see the, Roll down the, window. the three of them, right. Yeah. And then the gunshots fire off, and then they get this really funny scene of like yeah. Durkin time, like, like, right, you know. And he notes that uh, Mickey, like, not no action whatsoever. And then he starts to remember that Mickey really took that fucking death yeah. of his mom a he was lot better than he was. chill about it. Right, yeah. exactly. So um, then you, got, you get another one of these reverse scenes, yes. basically. And yeah. then it shows the Pikes just annihilating yeah. the dudes that were in the van. At the same time, Bricktop is trying to call somebody over there because he's trying to order the Pikey, the, yeah. them to kill the Pikes. Yeah. But he heard a gunshot. We don't really see what it was that was. And we we see the other side of that at this point. Sure. And then they were also in the Jaguar. Yeah. They blow the fuck out of Bricktop and, yep. and, and um, his partner that, that were down there. So... Um, Everything kind of ends well at that point because Bricktop's done, his whole crew is done, and Turkish and Tommy are kind of in the in the blue, and uh, the Pikey, the Pikeys and Mickey just 
take the fuck off at this point. Yeah. So we cut over to Tommy and Turkish now, and, it's, and pretty much the rest of this is, is yeah, because they go to the uh, they go to the campsite. So the uh, the black guys are talking after Avi leaves, and they're like, "Let's go to the campsite because the dog will definitely be at that campsite. He always goes back to that campsite." Also, Tommy and Turkish kind of want to see what happened with the Pikes and whatnot after after everything that went down. They see that the campsite's completely yeah. abandoned, yeah, of course, because sure. they they all yeah. live in caravans. For they sure, can just take yeah. the fuck off, right? And as they're there, a guy comes walking up to him, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Or whatever, and they're like, "What the fuck is it to you?" Or yeah. whatever, right? And then he pulls out a badge, and sure, of course, he's the yeah. cop. <laughs> this is the first time we've dealt with the cops at all yeah. in this crime movie. <laughs> I didn't right? even think that cops existed in this right. universe. <laughs> exactly. So they're like, "Well, what are you doing here?" Or whatever, and then they hear a dog bark, and they're like, "Oh, we're here to uh, yeah." They, we were walking our dog or yeah, whatever, sure. right? And there's like a kind of a funny scene. They're like, "All right, well." Um, they're like, what's in the trunk or whatever, you know, in the car seats or whatever, yeah. you know, and, then, and they look in the trunk, nothing's in there. Cause I mean, Tommy and Turkish haven't really had yeah. much to do with any of For this sure, shit. Yeah. Right. So they, they're like, all right, get your dog, get the fuck out of here or whatever. So they have this funny scene where like Turkish is like, he's like trying to get yeah, the dog yeah. or whatever yeah. to the car. They eventually get the dog in the car and they're rolling out as they're rolling out. They see Saul and Vinny. Yeah. They're pulled over by those same cops there and they happen to have <laughs> yeah, the body in the trunk. Right. Body is in the trunk still. So. Because they were they were gonna try to find the dog and dump the body sure. of, of Frankie Fourfingers clearly, yeah. Uh, so it, and then it pretty much that's kind of the end of the of yeah. the movie. They're like, all right, well, we're, then, you know, well, then they talk about how, yeah, and they're like, yes, and so it's kind of it, it's kind of ends with that, and then we kind of fades to black, and then but again. Tommy and Turkish, they don't know anything about diamonds, so they go to see someone about the diamond. Anyone you might know that'd be interested in it, guy turns around, and it's Doug the Head, of course. So, And that's the end of the film. All right, let's get into some behind the scenes, because there's some, there's a few funny things. Brad Pitt, he played the Pikey. Okay, so Brad Pitt was a big fan of Guy Ritchie's first movie, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, so he actually approached Guy Ritchie saying, hey, I want to be in your movie. So... Um, Guy Ritchie is like, of course, why the fuck wouldn't I want Brad Pitt to be in my movie? And this is a uh, reason I, I actually like Brad Pitt a lot because the dude does a lot of films for less money than he could possibly make because he wants to be in certain productions and shit like that. And that's actually how he's done a bunch of his roles that I actually quite enjoy throughout time. So he was originally going to be Turk, uh, Jason Statham's character. He could not do a British accent. They kept trying to get him to do a British accent. He could not pull it off. But they... They created this pikey role for him or whatever, so then he ended up being the pikey instead because he could do that. And they kind of went into like how he he um, studied all these different languages to kind of smash them together to create that exact language and just kind of fucking nailed it, man. The dog, okay. The dog was a complete fucking asshole throughout this this movie. The dog that swallowed the yeah, diamond, yeah, yeah. he kept biting people. And Vinny, the guy who um, gets shot in the leg, yeah. um, the reason one of the reasons we did it because he got bit by the dog and his leg was injured. So that's yeah. why he's like walking with a limp because his leg was injured <laughs> no by this way. piece of shit dog yeah. that would not. Like, yeah, it, it, in the scene where the dog bites the diamond, yeah, yeah, it, he was really attacking yeah. that. He, like so that scene before <laughs> yeah, where he's like because sure. he hated that coat. Vinny was wearing and so like it went into like how he was like trying to rip off that coat constantly and it's, in it was really scene. funny to me because when that was happening I'm just like that dog is really it's like actually attacking that yeah, guy it absolutely really man so real. it's really really a funny scene uh, Bricktop Bricktop was originally supposed to be played by Sean Connery Oh, no way. So, like, here's the thing. I love Bricktop. Like, yeah. Bricktop as a character in this movie fucking makes me laugh constantly. Yeah. 
I thought Sean Connery would have been a different role, but I think that could have been hilarious as well. Sure. Sean Connery as a villain. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm so, why didn't he do it? So he was going to do. He wanted to do it too, but like the money was way too low. Like it was way. Sure. I mean, the whole budget was ten million dollars, and he was making like three to four million dollars a movie. So he's not gonna fucking do this movie for what two hundred fifty thousand? Or he's not Brad Pitt at this point in his life either. Where Brad Pitt's willing to do things because sure, he exactly. likes the art of it. Well, or exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean Connery at this point has been in the game for like six. He's a nice at yeah, this point, sure. right? He's like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not doing anything for fun. So what were your what was, is your recommendation when I, when on 2000 started, Snatch? When I started watching this movie, uh, about 15, I think I was actually like 15 or 20 minutes in. So not nothing. Uh, I thought I was going to hate this movie because the jokes weren't super landing for me. It was a very like, I hadn't seen a, a movie like this before. And so uh, a lot of it was just like, oh, this is going to be some dumbass humor. You know, like, I'm not going to get into it. But, like, by an hour into this movie, I was having such a fucking fun time with it. Like, I was laughing my ass off, you know? Like, I kind of came to see this movie as just, like, a wild, fun ride. And I absolutely would recommend this movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't... I wasn't super into the ending, because when it ended... I don't know, the, the ending, something something about the ending felt very anticlimactic, mm, you know? Like, okay. it was always... It's, it almost seemed like uh, it's just done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You yeah, know, yeah. like, the, the movie to me seems like Guy Ritchie was just like, I'm going to make a movie where uh, just a bunch of fun stuff happens, and then we're done. You know, mm-hmm. like, we're just going to get into some fun shit, and then we're going to be done with this. And yeah, then that's, yeah, yeah. that's as far as I'm going to think sure, about it. Sure, sure. Um, and so if you're looking for just, like, an enjoyable experience, yeah, absolutely watch this movie. This was a fun uh, yeah. a fun time, yeah. So for me, I watched this movie when it first came out. I, I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I saw it. The, someone I knew bought it on DVD the, the day it came out, and I watched it, and I fucking loved this movie for the longest time i think this was like a top five movie for me like in my in my rankings and this is before i got into a lot of film and whatnot so it's definitely fallen out of the top five ranking but re-watching it i was like god damn i love this fucking movie man like i was laughing so hard throughout i know the jokes didn't land for you as well i laughed at almost every joke throughout here but like Here's how, if, if I was to explain this to a person, like if they were like, give me a synopsis, what is Snatch? Or what's the feel of Snatch? The way I would put it is, it's a mix of Pulp Fiction, Goodfellas, and Seinfeld together, but at an erratic pace. Okay, okay? Sure. So like, because it has the feel, the unique films like style of like a Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It has that like mafia, like yeah. crime story yeah. of Goodfellas. Mafia and asinine people being assholes yeah. and being sarcastic constantly just like the Seinfeld jokes. Sure. And more importantly, like I don't know, were you a fan of Seinfeld? No. Okay. So every Seinfeld episode was a 30-minute episode and everything like started at the top of a circle, worked its way down and then finished off at the top of that circle again. Sure. And it worked like everything worked its way back to the top circle joke, okay? Because yeah. that was what it was about. That's kind of what this movie did to sure, me. Cuz yeah. everything worked its way back around in yeah. in through the loops back to the top of the circle so that was kind of like how i would frame it but with uh very fast paced yeah this is yeah uh, uh, it was uh, erratic right yeah yeah yeah, for sure good word for it this is probably my second favorite crime film only behind goodfellas like goodfellas is the only thing i could think of that i would put ahead of this film it's just so fun really that's what it boils down to it's so fun to watch 
you laugh a lot. You you know you don't cry. You just kind of go through it. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put this movie anywhere near my top of anything. Okay. But but that's not to say that I didn't enjoy the movie. Sure, sure. I thought that this was a fun movie. Yeah, uh, it's it didn't like I, I like the reason I say that is because hearing you say you know like I laughed at all the jokes you know like I really enjoyed my whole sure. time. I laughed a lot during this movie and enjoyed my whole way through. But nothing in this movie was just like this is special. You know, like yeah, to me really. it was just like this was just fun. It's Man, really I, there's so many quotes that I love and yeah, whatnot yeah, yeah. from it. Just like things that I think and like so many quotes I used to use all the time that I just kind of forgot about because sure. the movie's 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. But like they came back to me like you, you, like you point out the you like Dykes or whatever you yeah, know like yeah. or like um, what like, are you scared of? See Jamins and like you know all, all that type of shit. Yeah, it just. Really funny to me, uh, and and fun shit. So I agree. Like this is not like something that I would say, hey, rush out and see this yeah. as fast as possible. I, I wouldn't call but, it like like it's. That's why I said earlier today uh, when we first started, I wouldn't call this a classic of cinema. Oof. This just seems like a good movie. You know, like, oh, it's just man. a movie that exists. It's like Con Air. You know? Oh a, come on! No, 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 not not in, okay. not in that they're equally as good. All right, all right. It's just like you know a movie that exists that you should see. You know, yeah, yeah. you'll enjoy it when you watch it. Yeah, I don't think that about Con Air. But I you don't think Con Air is just a fun movie? That's mm-hmm. a fun movie. If I was going to watch an old school movie uh-huh. like that, in that vein of stuff, sure. it would be The Rock before Con Air. Sure, okay. For sure. The Rock but, is another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, The Rock is is a better comparison, in my opinion. But yeah, because I'm not saying I'm not saying as far as like um uh like how good they are. Yeah. I, I'm not saying quality. Yeah, I'm just saying these are just movies that exist in the world that you should watch because you'll yeah. enjoy them when you watch them. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean the world that they present is really fun to me. Like sure. I remember seeing this when I was young when I first saw this, and I was like. Fuck, man! I kind of want to go to the UK and become a fucking <laughs> yeah, a mobster here. Sure. You know, although I, you know what I do not want to become is uh-huh. a fucking bare knuckle boxer. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. fuck, man! Fuck those, that. Yeah, all of those scenes were really well shot. And yeah, it made yeah, it seem was, really, really rough. That was harsh. Um, all right, so we finished up a Guy Ritchie film, a nice mobster film. So we're gonna do another crime film coming up. Yeah. Beginning of America crime film with one of my heroes, Daniel Day Lewis, and another one of my heroes, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep, we got Gangs of New York coming up in two weeks from now. Hell so. yeah, Martin Scorsese, man! And I, you know, it's shocking to me that you have not seen this film. Yeah, me because too. Of the characters that I mean, the actors that are in it, and of course Scorsese. You know, it's funny. I had this movie. I owned this movie okay. when I was a kid. Yeah, we had the two disc DVD for yeah. this movie. Uh, but the, um, it just was never a movie that I watched, you know, like, it's so weird. I had yeah. this movie at home is a movie that my family watched. I have no earthly clue why I never watched this movie. I had every opportunity to, I just never did. You know what I, what the thing for me that I really, really enjoy about this film, it's like I, I watch, I like to watch films and, and this is going to be taken slightly out of context, but like, I like to watch films about Nazi Germany that are in Nazi Germany that aren't war films, okay? To see, like, the, the context. The, the, right, exactly that. Yeah. And this is the same thing with Gangs of New York. The thing I love about Gangs of New York is it's, like, that early America yeah. in the streets of America. Yeah. Not fucking, you know, Civil War or yeah. Revolutionary War or any of that type of shit. Yeah. It's, like, what's the normal people... Yes. Going on their day to day life. Period and stuff pieces like that. are very yes. interesting ones. Exactly. Time, right. Exactly. And that's, I, yeah, it's, uh, I want to say going into this film, now I don't, I obviously I cannot tell you how I'm going to feel at the end of this film. I loved this film when I used to watch it. Okay. Oh, so now I have not sure. watched this movie in probably, it's got to be 10 years. Okay. So it's going to be, it's been a while. So we're going to go back a little bit longer, three hours if I remember correctly. Oh, boy. But, 
Yeah, it's Scorsese, man. What does he do that's yeah, not of course. I, I watched The Irishman. That was fucking four hours. Yeah, I still haven't right. seen that movie. <laughs> so, All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. You will yeah. be able to. What I would suggest to any listeners out there, because the next film being... Um, also, this is also not to... Because, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day and whatnot, and that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You know, you're, you're fucking loose-ass. Leonardo thing. DiCaprio plays an Irish guy, and the, his whole gang is Irish and whatnot, you know, so that's the tie to... Um, St. Patrick's Day. But um, what I would highly suggest for you is get an old school flag, American flag, uh-huh. and like wrap it around you while you listen to us live dropping this information. You'll feel like you're with us on the streets of New York. Yeah. Do that. We'll see you live next week. I'm never going to do this shit live. <laughs> Do you know what nemesis means? A righteous infliction of retribution manifested by an appropriate agent, personified in this case by an horrible cunt, me.